0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Hi, everyone. It's Abidale from Millwall Lionesses. I would just like to say a massive thank you
3: to all the Acton Millwall listeners for their fantastic support this season. Also, a big thank you to the guys that produced the podcast for all their hard work. Let's have a fantastic
2: season together.
0: You're listening to Acton Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Birmingham. Except
1: good evening, listener, or good evening, good morning, I always do that. Um, welcome back to Millwall Actong Lionesses. I am your host, Ryan Loftus. I'm joined, as always, by Michael Avery. How are you doing, Michael?
2: I'm very good. We are recording slightly earlier in the week because our uh, busy media schedule is getting to us. But no, very, very good. Very excited about today's guest, Ryan.
1: Yeah, me too. It's a a Tuesday evening, a lot earlier in the week than we're normally doing. I've got plans galore, so uh, I've had to shift it around and thankfully we managed to secure one of the Jenks Landon sisters. Ellie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing?
3: You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm really good, thank you. I'm good.
1: Brilliant. It's excellent to have you on. Um, We'll jump straight in. Obviously, there was no game this weekend, so we don't have any reporting and we don't have any more refs to slag off or be edited out or... uh, you know, there's no, we don't have to keep Michael on his toes this weekend. It's a lot more casual, but we'll start off like we do the others. Just if you could give us maybe a, a potted history, maybe, Ellie, of your playing career to date and how you ended up with the Lionesses.
3: Okay, so I started playing when I was about, I think, eight or nine. Probably younger than that, but I'm not sure. Um, and I started off at, so I used to play for a boys team, like a mixed team. But I was, it was only me and my mate. We played for the, like, the whole club, basically, as girls. Um and then from there we went to west ham actually no i just went to west ham we got split up um i went to west ham and i was there until the under 16s um i think it was yeah i was there till under 16s and then um i wanted to go and play back with my friend that i played with when we were younger so i joined her at spurs and i stayed there until um i stayed there for, until i was about 18 or 19 and then i joined um millwall but the old um the old millwall uh, i know it's a bit touchy but yeah that one um, with nick and um that's how i knew about this this millwall um because um nick was my manager um at well, like two seasons ago i think it was um and well i was br- i was at millwall last season briefly but that's a bit of a sticky situation um as well so then this season, Nick brought me back over and that's how I ended up back at Millwall. Yeah, that's pretty Excellent.
2: much it. Excellent. And the fun, funny thing is, is, you've done that. It seems like you must have read our scripts before we've started. That, that's quite a pedigree in, um, of clubs that you've been at. I mean, even, even at youth levels or development levels or reserve level, to be playing at the, the types of uh, Tottenham, as you say, and West Ham, you know, they are... They're big, big names in the women's game. They're big names in the men's game as well. You know, they've got these great academies. You touched on there um, with um, coming to Millwall last season or uh, the or the re- the sort of reborn Millwall, if you will. So uh, you said it was sticky, so we won't go yeah. into too much of last season. But we obviously had some changes behind the scenes last season, a bit more structure in place um, coming into the new campaign. So what was it that made you think, Do you know what, I'm going to give this club a go? Because as you say when you was there a couple of years ago in the, in the dev system um under nick you it was a championship level so for your ability that that's quite the drop down isn't it
3: yeah so it's um i was so when i came back to um when i came back to millwall the season after the split um i got injured um quite early so in my opinion my ability dropped quite a lot so um i I was injured from about i don't even know it was like September two thousand and nineteen till about March this year, I think, so I was injured for a really long time. I twisted my ankle like um really bad but um and also like the ability in our team I would say is is really high. I don't think I've dropped ability at all because the girls that we play with. I would say that their ability is really high, and we could be in a much higher, higher league if we were, If we could be, in my opinion, anyway. So I don't think I've really dropped ability that much down too much, anyway.
2: No, indeed, and it's not. It's not so much the actual ability on the pitch. It's obviously the the, the league we're in, and there are times where, as you say, um, you know, with with your ability, that the way that you bum up and down that, um, down on the wing. You know, you are clearly a very intelligent football player. Um, uh, one thing that is commented a lot of the time is when we play our positions in this division, um, a lot of players sort of seem to need to have that look up when they get the ball at their feet. But a lot of the time you you look up before the ball's even come in. So you seem to be a step or two ahead, which you know gets good plaudits and you're quite a regular member of the side um and the first eleven as it is. But last season. You know, as a club meal, we play more of a 4-3-3? At times, we sit for a 4-4-2, um, and now we're playing a very sh- um, not strict, but a very structured either a 3-5-2, or you and uh, Hannah drop back into the wing-back positions to make it a 5-3-2 at times as well. What do you think? Um, what do you think your game uh, has has changed, or how has it changed? Should I say um, with the formation change? Do you prefer playing as a wing-back rather than as a wide defender, wide midfielder?
3: Yeah, so when I played at Spurs, I was actually a wing-back. We used we played in the same um formation. And obviously it'd been a couple um been a couple of years since I played there, but I do really like playing there just because even though obviously getting forward and back is is difficult, um, it's a job that I like doing. So
2: And it's one of those Ellie as well. Sorry to cut you off and
3: all right.
2: um and obviously I'd I'd like you to elaborate if you don't mind, it isn't just me. But I always find with wing-backs, um, it's such a great position because you've always got something to do. You know, if you're a right-back or a left-back, you sort of play the ball upfield and sort of run up to the halfway line with your back four and then you sort of stay there. If you're a midfield, you sort of wait for the defence to do their job. But If the ball drops back and you're a sort of wide uh, right-winger or left-winger, you uh, again, you're more of an attacking role. But as you say, with with those positions of wing-backs, you've really got to be a sort of very intelligent fit player to play those roles haven't you
3: yeah I would say so it's it's, fitness is definitely um is probably the major factor in playing that role because it is a killer I'm telling you we 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 finish those games and we are absolutely finished our legs are dead so it's it's it is a difficult position to play and I I I can agree with you on that um um, in terms of intelligence I don't know I I've I've never heard well I've never been complimented um on that before before what you just said before so I don't know that that's new to me anyway so well, I mean, that
2: 50 pounds you sent me over before did help so thanks <laughs> yeah
3: yeah I forgot
2: about that was... yeah you
1: know, I, I would be interested in uh picking up on your you know a bit of that past experience we've you know had a few of the girls on and I think what's really interesting with you know women's football and a lot of the teammates and girls we've spoken to is their kind of pathway to get into the lionesses some of them have worked their way up some of them, like yourself, have been through actual um, clubs and development systems and kind of settled at Lionesses. How was it, I guess, first off for me, how was the transition from playing mixed with boys to then going into a girls' kind of development squad at an actual club? Um, how was that step? Because I know it can be difficult, you know, going from that mix to and go maybe to a more structured system.
3: Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot different um, because... Playing with boys is, uh, I mean, we used to get so much. I'm trying to think of a word other than the. Basically, we used to get a lot of stick playing with boys. So it would be, we'd get on the pitch and they'd just be, you know, shouting abuse at us like the other team and stuff like that. So for me, stepping away from a a boys' team was a relief because even though we would play there and it was fine, we'd play well, you're just, when you're constantly being. You know, showered at and stuff because you're a girl. Um, that obviously doesn't help with your confidence. Mm. So for me, switching to um, like when I switched to West Ham, I loved it. Like that, to be honest, that's when I kind of fell in love with the game. When I sw- when I went to West Ham, because it was just so enjoyable. Um, it's one of them ones. Well, I still have it now, but you you wake up and you look forward to football training all day, and you look forward to matches. So, yeah. Mm. I I can't remember the second part of your question, sorry. No, so I don't think I've got there
1: yet. Um, that's 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 really interesting to hear, though. It's like, it is good to hear, I guess, because it is hard for, I guess, girls, especially at a younger age who are starting out in football to actually find all-girl teams. And you see it even when you get to that 15, 16 age, a lot have to move to the States maybe to get regular football, especially, you know, a few years ago. But, um, you know, how has that changed? And obviously you've you've now come... To to Millwall and there's a lot of there's, there seems to be a lot of opportunity a lot of teams around. Um, how is that? Have you seen that landscape change much? Or like you say, you're enjoying your football a lot more now. Um, how, how do you think it's changed?
3: To be honest, I didn't really know much about like the opportunities in the women's game. Um, so because for example, I when I was at West Ham, my friend she went off and joined Millwall um, MCT, I think they they called it. I can't remember um like the academy um and she went from there to arsenal and is now playing football for, for arsenal which she's been to america and stuff so we to be honest i didn't really know about it i didn't even know the like if you switched because what seems to happen is girls switched at a really young age to these um academy clubs and then they've kind of worked their way up is what i've noticed um, with a lot of the girls that I know who are, who are now uh, professional footballers or up in off in America playing D1 football like proper like, with really well known universities. Yeah. So if I'm honest, I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew West Ham, um, and I just stuck with 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 what I knew. I and mean, it's the same with my parents. I think if my parents had known maybe a little bit more of it, more or more than they know now, and um, you never know, I could have been playing at. A, much higher level, but it is—it's nice to see now the opportunities that kids have. Like if I have a girl, I'm going to try and force her to play football and get into these clubs. So it's, it, it is nice that the um, that there are so much, so many more opportunities.
2: And 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 you're right there. I mean, we we to a degree were not not forced into a situation, but we were given the the cards we were dealt, as you say, when we. When we uh, when when the breakaway happened a couple of years ago, which we won't go on too much, but you know we was used to a sort of a super league level, championship level, national level, and then we had to actually really um, look at the regionals, um, which is something we never would have had to have done before prior to that. And and as you say, it's actually quite nice compared to a good few years ago. That we've actually got these regional levels and these regional leagues, which is great. Um, you touched on just a second ago, which I'd like to go back to. That, that obviously Hannah um, is in the side as well um, with you. And um, listeners who uh, are regular uh, subscribers to the show will know that she's your sister. How does it feel um, playing on on the pitch with your sister? It must be quite difficult because I remember a few years ago it was quite funny um, when I played football. I played on the pitch against my cousin. And somebody on my team kicked him, and I got really, really angry. Even though he was the opposition, because it was my cousin. Do you sometimes feel that you need to bite your tongue um, if someone like sort of lings in a bit too hard with her, or you know, puts in a late tackle, that kind of thing?
3: Well, she she is my little sister, so anything that anyone does to her, I'm always going to have to bite my tongue. But um, she she can hold. I like I have full confidence in her. She can hold her own. She can fight back, especially on the pitch. So I don't worry about her, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've got I've got full confidence because she's a she's a really good player. So um, for me, I love playing with her and I love be I love being on the pitch with her because it's the first time we've ever played together. So yeah, I really enjoy and
2: it. The, and is there a, um Is there a bit of a sibling rivalry because even though you're obviously on opposite uh, sides of the pitch, you know, you're uh, one of you is left back, uh, left wing back. One of you is right wing back, and sometimes you may change over. Do you know sometimes the car journey back do they Does she give you a nudge and say, oh, "You made a mistake this week and I didn't."
3: No, it's, it's, you would think that we would, but we are, um, like, we're actually really supportive of each other in general. Like, I'm happy for her, I'm happy to see her doing well, and it's the same thing with me. So if she's, like, for example, she scored, um, and I don't go, I don't think to myself on on the car home, car journey back, like, oh, that should have been me. I think, yeah. oh my God, my sister scored a really good goal. Like, I'm really happy for her. I can go home. I can post the footage on Twitter, on Instagram, and I can say like, that's my sister. So yeah.
2: And it, and it's quite and it was quite nice as well. One of the things um, pre-season, uh, you'll need to remind me who did she who did she score against. It was Dulwich, wasn't it, <coughs> Dulwich Hamlet.
3: I think it might have been.
2: Yeah, and I, I remember when we did the post-match interview with her. Um, was actually quite sweet because you sat in the dugout with her just obviously uh I'm not sure if it was a subconscious make sure she was all right but it was very much her interview with the media but you were sort of there in the background obviously as that little comfort for her to make sure she was all right so even probably subconsciously you do it without realizing
3: yeah i I do do it a hundred percent but um yeah it is a comfort thing for her as well
1: excellent i know um obviously you mentioned previous experiences with the lionesses and obviously joining briefly last season and then um being back this year. I know you don't necessarily need to go into it in too much depth, but I know we're interested to see maybe how your experience maybe second time round of coming back to Linus to this level. Um and you know, just general atmosphere at the at the club and obviously you're coming in as a new player alongside your sister and alongside, you know, 10 other girls. How has how has it been this time round embedding with the squad and the manager and um how is it? How has it got
3: off? Well, it's completely different. So it's like the atmosphere around camp, well, just in general, <laughs> is so much better. Um, just um I feel like everybody has like a really good relationship with Katie. Um and with each other in general, to be honest, especially over the past two weeks, I feel like we've really clicked. Well, we had a social on Sunday where we all went out with each other. We went to golf, like mini golf. Um And it's just, like, it's nice to be, to actually be friends with your teammates um, now and to come, because it is, when you're a new player coming into a a squad with 12 retained players, so they will know each other, it is, even though I did know certain people, it is still a little bit awkward. You've still got to have those conversations again. You've got to introduce yourself, that kind of thing. So, and this time round, it's just been, the girls have just been so... Because I will say, last season I felt a little bit isolated, um, just but for, for reasons I won't go into. So this season has just been completely different, and I'm really enjoying it a lot more than I did. <clears throat> last.
2: Well, well, this now obviously uh, sort of nicely leads us into the teammates section. So um, um, without further ado, if we could have a Nick Hart's jingle.
0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: And thank you, Mr. Hart, for providing that. Um, Listeners um, who may not be aware, but Strictly Come Dancing this year is uh, Behind Closed Doors. Um, I think they will have some professional singers, so don't be surprised if we see Mr. Hart on stage while uh, Flavia or whoever they are are dancing in front of him. Thank you, Nick. Um, So what we will do is we will go um, straight in, if you don't mind. Um, The rules are you must answer quickly, straight away. Probably the first name that comes to your head. And the default answer for anything negative, Ellie, is Nick Farrell.
3: Okay. Are you ready? Yeah.
2: Here we go. Okay, so, question one, who's the biggest joker? Charlie. Charlie Casey, yeah?
3: Yeah, definitely Charlie, yeah.
2: Have examples that, any examples that are clean that we can use? <laughs>
3: so no, I'm, I'm really sorry, that none of them are clean. None of them are actually clean. Oh
2: my God. That will make her popular fan base. So, mo- most intelligent?
3: <gasps> Alyssa.
2: Alyssa Miranda. Yes. Okay, I think that's the first we've had for Alyssa. Bless her. Um, who's the hardest working? Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin Lewis.
3: Yeah, I would say Caitlin. Really
2: good answer. Good answer. Uh, who's the funniest?
3: Charlie.
2: Charlie again, is the biggest joker and funniest. We've got a double there. Who's the biggest moaner?
3: Oh, Shannon or Kira. <laughs> Shannon
2: or Kira. Kira Ke- normally gets the ump when uh, Harry Warren, who does uh Lioness's TV, gets her name wrong. So uh, yeah, I've I've seen that first hand, even though it wasn't yeah. his fault.
3: Or if Someone
2: I keep too big. Or if I keep too big. Um yeah, and who's and finally finally who's the big sister of the group?
3: Oh, well, it has to be Kelly though, doesn't it? 'Cause
2: Kelly she, Webster. Yeah. Indeed. She 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 gets a lot of the answers. It, it seems that she has a very arm round uh, attitude of everyone. So good answers, good answers there. Well done. Some new ones which we haven't had yet, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah, some very good ones. We're always happy with uh get a bit of a range of answers going. I think Kelly has got nailed on as the big sister of the group. I think you can see her, you know, her influence over the, the squad is is a good one. But um, we're going to move on now to, well, we've got no game to review this week. Obviously, I mentioned last week that this week's um, game was cancelled. So we don't have any post-match chat. We don't have any great insight to give you. We don't have any victories to celebrate. I'm sure that will come this weekend. In We've got a cut match, Michael. We've got a cut match. Cup match against Haverhill Rovers, a long old away trip. Me and Harry are currently in talks about how we're going to organise transit, but um, it's it's a game in the League Cup. One thirty kickoff against Haverhill Rovers. How do you see it going?
2: Um, per- personally, I-, I think that um, I do I do like the League Cup in the sense that in the early rounds, the way it's chosen, um, <laughs> you get teams of very similar quality playing each other. So. Um, Unless I'm mistaken, um, and I will stand corrected if I am, if any listener listens and picks me up, but um, Haverville uh, Rovers ladies are in the ERWFL North, so basically our equivalent being the northern region. Um, so it should be a very tasty game, and in theory, um, rather, rather competitive and rather similar. It, it is a long old trek. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie with there or disagree with you, but... Um, It is adults uh, £2 uh, on the day, uh, children £1. And yes, the the League Cup was one of those last year that we had a good run in. Um, We we got through to sort of knockout stages quite far on. And it's a competition we look at quite fondly. And I remember Libby saying at the start of the season um, about having some eyes on cups that, you know, Millwall, that if we may not win, we'd like to progress in. And this is certainly one of them. Um, Hannah, how do you see this game going?
3: My name's Ellie.
2: Ellie, oh, come on, cut that out, cut sorry. Sorry, sorry, it's because I'm looking at my notes where it said you and Hannah, sorry, so it's so, Hannah. Ellie, <laughs> it's sorry, that's my fault.
3: Me. I get it all the time. No, 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 no,
2: that is generally my mistake. Sorry, <laughs> Nick, cut that out. Um, Ellie, how would you see this game done?
3: Um, Well, I th- one big thing we've learned this season is that we cannot go into any of these games complacent. Um, so, to be honest, I'm going to say that we need to expect the best and go in playing our best um and hopefully we need we need a win we need to win this game um because I I don't know anything about this team so I'm just going to assume this is like FA Cup level again um and go in um yeah not being complacent but we really do need to win it so I hope we win
1: yeah that that complacency is something that Katie's obviously spoken to us a lot about about avoiding that and about keeping the professionalism and the, the performance levels high I know like you said you don't necessarily know much about this opposition. It was the same with the new London Lionesses, but um, I don't know from the atmosphere in the squad, from what people are saying, how important do you think it is to try and generate a cup run after, you know, the FA Cup was a, a real heavy defeat and quite a, a hard game to take. How, how is the atmosphere in the squad to, to get this win? Obviously cut after, after two losses back to back and hopefully build a bit of a cup run.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think it, we we're, we're obviously excited cuz um it's exciting to be in cups it's, it's exciting to think about winning cups like we that's what we want to do we want to win cups we want to win the league obviously there is focus on the league because we want to be moving up higher but um i would say the attitude towards it is um that we need to win. i think we yeah we want to win the cup so it's that we want to go in and we want to win it and especially to make up for it's in, but it's it's hard to talk about the new london line this one i'm not over that so we've got to put that in the past and hopefully go and smash it on Sunday.
1: Fantastic. That's what we like to hear. So uh, coming towards the end now, Michael, we've got a few announcements, I guess or one major announcement. The Lionesses have launched um, or have announced their, their official charity partner this season.
2: Yes, um, it's uh, we are partnering with a app called Be My Eyes, which is a real fantastic uh, initiative and a real... Uh, a real plus for for us and and without Santa Barbara gonna plus for them as well that they get exposure um what it is it's an app that is free to download for those who uh have sight deficiencies or trouble seeing and it really just goes to show how if you was to become a volunteer for this app so you sign up to volunteer you can really sort of help someone in their daily life and it, it isn't anything because from our point of view um, those who those who are um, who actually have uh, good eyesight or are able to see uh, without aid, if you will, um, we take things for granted. So even things like reading the back of um, ingredients on food packaging to see if it's got certain allergens in, you know, someone's blind won't be able to see that. So what it is, it's basically an app where someone who is partially sighted or someone who is, is blind will call you, um, and they will literally just ask you know, what? what is in this, you know, or what colour shirt am I holding up or, you know, what time is the bus because, you know, you're at a train station and things like that as well. You don't appreciate that with display boards telling you what time trains are, blind people can't see those. So you might, if you was a volunteer, you'd get a phone call and it might be as simple as what time is the next train to Fenchurch Street. To us, that is something we take for granted every day, but to that person who struggles, you have made their day. You've helped them get back home. You've helped them get back on the train. You've, you know, you've helped them carry on with their lives. So it's a, it's a wonderful initiative to be a part of. It's a great company to be partnered with. Um, and Ellie, is there anything you want to say about the app?
3: Well, it's it's obviously um, an amazing app and an amazing charity. And I'm definitely going to get involved. So um, I look forward to not only working with them but also getting involved um, with the app myself. Because yeah, I th- I, th- I also think it's it's. Such a good idea. Like whoever thought of that is actually genius. Like it's such a good idea.
1: Brilliant. Well, it's yeah. always good to see the uh, you know the the club and the the lionesses, the MCT doing some really good charity work. We all know about, you know, the charity work that the MCT does broadly, but you know, things like this where the Lionesses can get involved, and like yeah, like you said, I'm sure you won't be the only player getting involved with it, but to have that exposure, like you say, Michael, and the sponsorship is is a really positive thing to see from the club. But, um... Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and also as well, if we can just have a mention to um, Catherine Gow, you know, she she volunteers her own time for free as a committee member to help the Lionesses um, get their games on um, and be a secretary and treasurer um, combined in that way. So, you know, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that, um, that she does for the Lionesses, but also for the Mill Supporters Club as well, because the Mill Supporters Club are paying for the um, costs for the um, logo to appear on the kits this season. So, you know, it's not even going to cost the charity any money. It's not going to cost the Lionesses any money. Um, it's all coming from the Mill Supporters Club. So, to a degree, even though it's an agreement between the Lionesses um, and uh, Be My Eyes, um, all Mill supporters are actually helping as well, which, uh, if you're a Mill Supporters personally, which I am, is is great to be a part of. Fantastic.
1: Well, all that is left to say then is thank you, Michael, for joining me again. On another episode, I'm sure I see, we'll see you on Sunday, come rain or shine. You know, we'll we'll be hitting down that motorway. I think me and Harry Warren together to uh, to be at that game on Sunday. But thank you very much, Michael. No problem at all. Always, always, always a pleasure. You know, this Fantastic. is one of the highlights of the week. Fantastic. And Ellie, thank you again so much for coming on. It's been great to have you on.
3: Yeah, no, thank you for having
1: me. This has been really fun. No problem. No problem. And all that is left then, Ellie, is for you to wrap up with your best. Bye for now. <laughs> have we lost microphone?
3: No, so I, I got
1: nervous go for it go
3: for it okay bye for now there you go
0: flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,